Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Mike Foreman, Senior Pastor of the First Baptist Church of Level Plains. For more information about Pastor Mike and the church, please visit our website at www.fbclp.life. Let's join Pastor Mike now as he shares from God's Word. It's a Thanksgiving spirit and time to think about Thanksgiving and I... uh, put together for us a little Thanksgiving homily, uh, just a little message to share with you this morning. Uh, but I thought, you know, it'd be kind of neat to just, uh, have a little humor. Do you like to laugh? The Bible says laughter is, uh, like good medicine, right? It's, it's good for our souls to laugh. And sometimes, uh, we don't laugh. And so, you know, one of the things that's a danger when you're a pastor and you get up and you talk about wanting to laugh or that sort of thing is, you know, uh, brother, we could be a little corny sometimes, right? We come across, you know, kind of, kind of corny, but I, I just found these jokes I want to share with you and, uh, you know, ask you a couple of questions as we begin. First, uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, can a turkey jump higher than the Empire State Building? Think, think about that. Can he? Yes. A building can't jump. <laughs> uh, here, here's one. How do you keep a turkey in suspense? I'll tell you next week. There you go. Yeah. You caught on. You caught on. Tara's smart. Oh, don't answer any more questions, Tara. Let's get the rest of them. Let's get the rest of them. <laughs> now, here you go. What do you get when you cross a turkey with an octopus? Enough drumsticks for Thanksgiving. That's, I like that one. I like that. Oh, here's a good one. What are feathers on a turkey's wings called? Some of my turkey hunters out there. Turkey feathers. That's right. That's right. If the pilgrims were alive today, what would they be most famous for? Yeah, their age. That's right. That's right. That's right. Should you have the whole family for Thanksgiving? Now, to eat the turkey, that'd be kind of bad to eat people. So, um, oh, see, I told you, I told you we're corny. Take your Bible, turn to, uh, I can do what I, let me, let me do what I know I can do. First Thessalonians chapter five, first Thessalonians chapter five. We can be a little corny sometimes. I know it's okay. People just, you know, shake their head when I tell jokes. It's okay. It's all right. I'm used to it. The Apostle Paul, as he's writing to the church at Thessalonica, he's sort of winding down his epistle, his first epistle to them. He is sort of giving some, some final exhortations, some, some commands, some things that, that are important for them to remember as he sort of finishes up the letter. And, you know, if you've ever written letters to anyone, you sort of as you're winding up a letter, there's maybe some last minute details, some things you want to say. And so Paul sort of writes them down for us. And he does that in, in sort of a format that we would call commands, sort of exhortations. And so as we look at verse uh, 18 of chapter 5, there's, you know, there's just these spattering of commands. And then specifically right here is this one command related to thanksgiving. He says this, look what he says on the screen there. In everything, give thanks. That's pretty simple, isn't it? I mean, it's not very complicated to understand, but he says in everything, give thanks. And then he uses that word, yar. The the word yar in the Greek is is the word for there. 
And, and the word yar in Greek, it, it, it has a purpose there. So he said, give thanks you know, to the Lord. Give, give thanks to him in everything for the, the purpose. Why, why do we want to be thankful to God? Because God's purpose is this, that you would obey his will. You see that there? Give thanks in all things. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. See, it's God's will that you and I, as followers of Jesus, are thankful. That's his will for us. Pretty simplistic, pretty easy to understand. And so what I want to do this morning is I just want to just quickly go, and I know when you, that's another joke right when pastors say that, but I want to sort of quickly just give you three, uh, three simple uh, overarching points and then uh, sort of bring down some application about being thankful. And that is the, the first one I want you to write down is this, be thankful continually. When, when he talks to us, look at, look at that verse again. When he says in everything, give thanks, the, the word give thanks is euakuro isto. And, it's, and it, what it means is, is that it's a word that is talking about a continual action. That is that it is in the present tense in the Greek, meaning that what Paul is saying for us is that we give thanks not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not seven times, which would be a perfect number, but that we would continually give thanks. That on our lips, on our hearts, on our minds would be this attitude of continual thanksgiving. You know, it's easy to not do that. Amen? It's easy for us to get into a mode where we forget to be thankful. Is that right? I mean, do y'all find yourself there? And so what, what Paul reminds the church of Thessalonica, and what he reminds us today, is that, that there is this continual action of thanksgiving needed. That we have to remind ourselves that what God expects and what God is looking for out of his followers is that we have this attitude continuously of being thankful. And not only, listen, and not only is it in this present tense, but it's also in an active voice, meaning that in, in an active voice that what he is telling us is that not only is it repetitive, but it's us who do it. It's not necessarily waiting for the spirit to move, but it's, it's us. It's, it's you and me that we ought to look at our lives and survey our lives and who we are in Christ. And that ought to be the motivator to move us in which we ought to be the ones expressing thanksgiving. And if we find ourselves hard to do that, then maybe perhaps we ought to do what the, the psalmist did in Psalm 103 verse 1. And that is, he said, you know, to his own soul, soul, be thankful. You know, we have to sort of do some self-talk sometimes. And we have to sort of talk our way through this relationship that we're in with Jesus. Sometimes I got to remind myself, you know what, Mike, God has called us at all times and that we ought to be people of thanksgiving. And there's times in my life when I'm not ex expressing or acting that I'm thankful. And so I have to remind myself. And that's what Paul's saying here. Paul's saying to the church, listen, guys, you need to continually all the time be thankful in everything. You say, well, how can I be thankful when the doctor tells me I have cancer? Or how can I be thankful when there's not enough money at the end of the week? How can I be thankful when I've been in a car wreck and my, my car's in the shop? You know, how can I be thankful when my kids go awry and they're not doing everything that we've asked them to do? Or they're doing things that, you know, I'd be ashamed to tell you that they're doing. 
and they're breaking my heart. How can I be thankful in that? Listen, you turn your eyes to him. You look into his face. Amen? You seek him to be thankful continually. So it's that present active tense. But here's the other thing about it is. The other thing about that is, is that as he gives that to us, it is also in what we would call the imperative. And the imperative means that it's a command. So, so what Paul is really saying to us is that it's not an option. I don't have the option to not be thankful. Isn't that something? And, and I think about that sometimes. I think, you know, God, that's kind of interesting that you sort of have to remind me that I don't have that option because I have to do that with my children. When I was raising my kids up or even now with their grandkids, you know, you ever been somewhere with your kids and somebody gives them something? What do you immediately do? What do you say? Right? Why do we have to prompt the kids to do that? Huh? It's the property they did. We want to raise them up, right? We want to raise them up to being thankful for what people do for them. But it's not natural. It's not natural for us to, to say that. So we have to be taught that. It has to be brought into our vocabulary. It has to be brought into our DNA as we are being raised and as we're growing up. And so we ought to be doing that with our children. Hey, don't forget, be, be thankful. But if we're going to teach our kids that, parents, then we ought to be the ones who are first to be thankful. And we ought to be the first to demonstrate that thanksgiving. As God has blessed us, as other people have blessed us, we ought, to be thank- we ought to be thankful, we ought to express that thanksgiving. Why? Because it's not just nice to do that, it's commanded of God that we do that. And we'll talk more about that in the third point today. And so Paul says to us, in everything, be thankful. It's a continuation, it's a, a constant in our life. Listen to Charles Spurgeon Charles Spurgeon preaching on this text. Listen to what he says. He says, I fear there are thousands who call themselves Christians who, who are not thankful. And yet they never thought themselves very guilty of that account. Here's what he goes on to say. Why are they not thankful? How do we miss it sometimes? Three things he says. First, we receive from God's hand daily blessings without ever giving a thought as where they come from. Isn't that so true? Man, when I got out of the bed this morning, I was thankful to be able to get out of the bed. And um, I was tired, but I still was thankful I could get out of the bed. And, you know, it was nice to be able to walk out to the Keurig and it's ready for me to throw a little pot in there and get some coffee and to be able to sit down and drink a cup of coffee and look over my message for today. And, you know, I was thankful that it was peace and quiet in my house so that I could do that quietly and the twins were still sleeping and, you know, I didn't have to deal with all that chaos. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. But, you know, I never really said, God, I just want to be thankful for the cup of coffee this morning. Father, I just want to thank you that it's quiet in here this morning. You know, we just forget those things, don't we? We have all these blessings that come our way and we forget. And then he says this, second, we grumble about what we don't have. Boy, isn't that the American way? We grumble about what we don't have. We got a nice car, but we grumble because we don't have the car that's next to us in the lane next to us. Or we grumble, we got a nice house, but we don't have the house that so-and-so has. Or we we grumble about the clothes we wear or about the food we're going to eat. We're grumblers, amen? And we forget the nation of Israel, one of the reasons why they wandered around for 40 years, they were grumblers. They were never satisfied with what God brought them. 
And sometimes that's us. Listen, sometimes as followers of Christ, we, we grumble about the very things that God has blessed us with. And then he says, thirdly, the reason why we show we're not thankful is, is that we do not use what God has given us to bless the kingdom of God. So there's times that God has blessed us greatly, and we are not using that to bless the kingdom of God back. That is, that God has blessed us abundantly, given us many, many things, and yet we refuse to give back into the kingdom. Can I tell you, there's a great opportunity for you in December. It's called Lottie Moon. You can, you can sow back into the kingdom of God. Amen? You can give back a portion of what God has so blessed you with. And I don't know if there's anybody in this room who's starving. Amen? God has blessed you greatly. God has blessed us all greatly. And we ought to be able to be able to bless the kingdom of God. And if anything, maybe perhaps share with what God has given us with other people. Because God has blessed us in some great ways, some tremendous ways. And we have an opportunity to give back. And one of the things you can do to give back is show up Wednesday. Nine o'clock, and you can work with us, and we prepare 300 plates to send out the door to, to bless other people who are less fortunate than ourselves. And we forget they are out there. There are people less fortunate than ourselves that are out there. So we ought to be thankful continually. But here's the second thing I want you to write down. We ought to be thankful verbally. When, when Paul uses this word, when he says to us, in everything give Thanks. It's not just an inward attitude. It's an outward expression. That, that is that not only should I within me be thankful, but I should express that thanksgiving. That is that it ought to be something we do on the outside. I came across this uh, pastor, author, uh, Dale Robbins. Listen to what he says. He says, I used to think people complain because they had a lot of problems. But I have come to realize that they have a lot of problems because they complain. Complaining doesn't change anything or make situations any better. It amplifies frustration. It spreads discontentment and discord and can invoke an invitation for the devil to cause havoc with our lives. But we are good about expressing what we don't like. Amen? We do it all the time. We, we do it at church, we do it in our homes, we, we do it at work, we grumble all the time. We, we don't like what the boss said or what he's making us do. We don't like Congress, we don't like Democrats, we don't like Republicans, we don't like the president, we don't like this, we don't like that. We're good about talking about what we don't like, and we're very limited when it comes to expressing our gratitude and our thanksgiving. And it ought to be verbal, amen? The inward attitude ought to come out outwardly and it ought to be verbal. We ought to learn from Snoopy. You remember who Snoopy is? In the Peanuts comic strip, I came across this quote some years ago. There was a cartoon of Charlie Brown bringing out Snoopy's dinner on Thanksgiving Day. But it was just as usual dog food in the bowl. Snoopy took one look at the dog food and said, this isn't fair. The rest of the world today is eating turkey with all the trimmings. And all I get is this dog food. Because why? I'm a dog, he said. And it's all I get is dog food. He stood there and he stared at his dog food for a moment. And then he said, I guess it could be worse. I could have been the turkey. (laughs) Boy, isn't that so true? Isn't that how it is, right? Isn't that how our lives are? That, that we look at what God has given us and we stare and go, what, God, you're just going to give me dog food? And he has blessed us tremendously. So how can we verbalize it? Well, let me just give you three ways to verbalize Thanksgiving. First of all, through prayer. 
through prayer. We ought to be offering up prayers of thanksgiving to God. We ought to verbalize to the Father, thank you. We ought to do what we do to our children. We ought to prompt ourselves and say, now what do you say? And we ought to offer up a prayer of thanksgiving. Psalm 138, verses one through three say, I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. He says, for you have magnified your word above all your name. And in the day when I cried out, there it is. When I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. I need to offer to God prayers of thanksgiving. I'm good about complaining to God. I'm good about asking stuff from God. But boy, am I terrible when it comes to saying, God, today I don't need anything. Today I'm not coming to complain. God, today I just want to tell you, I love you and I want to thank you. Thank you for life that you've given me. Thank you for the house I live in. Thank you for the family that I have. God, today I just want to thank you. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe... Maybe this week of Thanksgiving, maybe we need to set all the other things on the shelf and just say, you know, I'm going to make my prayer time this week, at least one day during the week or one hour during the week or 15 minutes during the week. I'm going to make it about just being thankful. So I'm going to ask God. So I'm going to say to you, I'm not going to say anything else in this prayer. This is going to be all about Thanksgiving and just give God the praise and the honor he's due. Can I tell you what the Bible says? God inhabits the praise of his people. There's something about being thankful that moves the heart of God. The second thing that we ought to do is we think about giving praise with our voice, and that is literally giving praise of thanksgiving. So praises. So we pray, and then we give up praises. You know, sometimes we come to church, and the song doesn't move us, and so we don't sing. But I wonder, do we got a song in our heart? <laughs> is there something that we can verbalize on our lips? Sometimes I'll be walking through Walmart and God just give me a song and I'll just begin to hum a song or I'll begin to sing a song in Walmart. People look at you kind of weird. It's okay. The other day I was in Walmart listening to some music and had the ear pods in my ears and I was just jamming down the aisle, you know, just singing and praising God. You know, we need to, we need to have a praise on our lips. Again, it's very powerful. Music's very powerful, isn't it? I mean, it really is. Hebrews 13, 15 reminds us of this, right? Therefore, by him, let us continually, there it is, that word continue again, continuing offer up the sacrifice of praise to God. What is that? The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Are we going to use our words to sing back to God how thankful we are? You say, oh, I'm not a singer. It's okay. It's all right. Nobody in the car with you? It doesn't matter. And you know, you know what the great thing is about it now is? The other day I was in the car and I was praying and, and people look over at you. You know, it used to be back in the day, you go, boy, that person's talking to themselves. Now they don't know whether you're on the cell phone or not. So it's like, they don't, they, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got more freedom. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. They think I'm in an argument with somebody. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Love you. Praise your name. It's awesome. You know, and I'm praying up a storm and, you know, I can't talk without my hands. So if you tie my hands behind my back, that would make the sermon shorter. <laughs> but don't tell the deacons. They may come do it. So, but, but the reality is, you know, we, we need to be offering up song of praise to God. You know, what's wrong with singing even the simple primary songs that we learn? 
Even the little song, God is so good. You know, God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. That's all you can sing. Sing it. Amen. Give him a song. Give him a song. And then thirdly, write this down. We need to, we need to be doing that through proclamation. Listen, we need to be telling folk how good God is. Amen. Is God good? All the time? We ought to proclaim that. We ought to not just sing with praise on our lips, but we ought to proclaim how good God is to other people. They need to hear how good God is. You know why? Because so many of us as Christians, we complain about how awful it is, how awful our lives are. We complain at work. We complain about other things. They may get, they're going to be, you know, they're thinking, they're thinking, well, I don't need Jesus. You're just like me. Man, I need to be proclaiming how good God is. Yeah, the boss may not like me, but God is still on his throne. Amen? Because God's worthy to be spoken of. First Chronicles 16, 23 says this. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols. Here it is. But the Lord made the heavens. Isn't that incredible? Man, we ought to be able to just praise God, proclaim God, and pray to him with a a heart of gratitude. Boy, do we not need that? Come on, folks. Do we not need that? Why do we need a week or why do we need a holiday once a year to remind us of that? That's silly. And that's certainly not my third point. My third point is this. Be thankful obediently. Listen to what he says. Go back to the verse. In everything, that's everything, in everything, give thanks. And listen, let me just, let's just be honest, okay? We're not giving thanks. Hey, somebody died. Thank you, Lord. Just want to thank you. That person died in my life. No, no Lord, I want to thank you. My car got smashed up today. Now, that's not what we're saying, okay? That's, that's foolish. What we're saying is, God, in the midst of the pain of losing my loved one, I'm thankful you're ever present. Your comfort and your grace are beside me. God, I want to thank you that even though my car got smashed, my family's safe. You see what I'm saying? That's what we're talking about. How do we turn the negative into a praise? That's what we're talking about. But then he says to us in everything, he says, give this, just give this praise, give this, give this thanks to God. For this is the will of God. Why is it that we want to find out God's will like it's so difficult to find out when there's often many scriptures that already tell us what his will is and yet we don't obey them? This is God's will. This is what God expects of you and I to be people who are continually offering up thanksgiving from an attitude of the heart to an outward pouring. That's what God expects and yet we make it hard. Well, what is God's will? Well, my friend, let me just bless you today. One of the things that God's will is, is right here. Underline it, highlight it. The next time you want to know what God's will is, start here. And you start obeying this will that's right here, God will give you more of his will. And so this is where it begins. What, What I know, what is the Bible teaching me is the will of God for my life. 
Well, be thankful. That's why we say being obedient, right? I want to be obedient to the known will of God. You know, my father in the ministry used to say, Ed, he used to say, the most dangerous man alive, the most dangerous man on the planet is a man outside of the will of God. Boy, that's powerful. I don't want to be outside the will of God. Therefore, I must be a man, a Christian, a follower of Christ who turns his heart to be thankful. That I cultivate that in my life. Because listen, discipleship does not happen automatically. Those poor disciples we love, we talked about them in my Sunday school class this morning. As much as I love the disciples, I learn a lot from them and, and God used them in some powerful ways. But you know what? Coming up alongside Jesus, they got a lot of stuff wrong. But we do too. And we need a message like this to remind us that it's God's will that you and I walk in a spirit of gratitude. So the question becomes this morning, let me just ask you, as we, we think about being obedient, we think about being verbal, and we think about continuing to offer up Thanksgiving, let me just ask you a couple of questions as we sort of bring it down, and then I'm going to conclude with three points that I want you to take home today. But let me just ask you some questions, just to get your, main, your mind to think. Number one, I want to ask you, what are you thankful for this morning? We can talk about this all day long. We can talk about being, you know, hey, continual. We can talk about being verbal. We can talk about it being, you know, obedient. But here's the reality. What are you, right now, if you were to take a pen and write on a piece of paper, what are you thankful for right now? What are you thankful for? And can I take that a step further? I want to challenge you a step further. Let it not be the give me's. That's a spiritual cop-out sometimes. Now I realize we're thankful for our salvation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to belittle us. But I'm just trying to say, when, I, when people ask me, what are you thankful for? Man, I, oh, Jesus, man. He saved me. Praise God. You know, and if I don't say that, I say, my family. Yeah, I, 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 there's a give me's, okay? What's outside the give me's? Let's really dig in deep. Let's go a little further with the Lord. Amen? Let's, 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 let's dig down and say, you know what, Lord? Spiritually, as I walk with you, what am I really thankful for today? Yeah, I'm thankful for my family. God, that's a give me. God, I'm thankful for my salvation. That's a give me. And I never want to take this for granted. But what's the next thing on that list? What's the next thing on that list? And then what's the next thing beyond that? And what's the next thing beyond that? God, what are the things that I'm really thankful for this morning? That's tough, isn't it? Let's just be honest. I'm asking you to do something that's pretty tough. I'm asking us to do something that's tough. Because here's the thing. The next thing I want to ask you is this question. How have you struggled with being thankful? How have you struggled with being? Because here's the reality. The reality is we're supposed to be thankful. And we can name our family and we can name the Lord and we're thankful for that. But how have we struggled to be thankful? What are some things that you've been through in your life where you say, you know what? I have to be honest, Mike. I'm struggling to be thankful in this. Amen? Maria and I could probably tell you, if Maria's up here, we could testify. Listen, there's some days we're struggling to be thankful for raising twins. There's some days we're struggling. Listen, we're supposed to be empty nesters. We're supposed to let our kids get out of the nest and be gone. God has brought us to this task. God has put it in our heart to raise them and to love them and to encourage them and bring them up in the nurture and evidence of the Lord. But can I just be honest with you? Some days we're like, man, it would be nice to not have any kids in the house. Amen? So I'm just telling you, there are times in our life we have to say to ourselves, where am I struggling to be thankful? And listen, that's where I need the work. 
I don't have to work at being thankful to, to, to love Jesus and thank Jesus. I don't have to be thankful to say, I love my wife and I'm thankful for my family. I don't want to do that. I struggle to say, Lord, there's some days I have to struggle with raising these, t- these kids. God, would you just help me in this process? Amen. Are you with me this morning? Because that's where the rubber meets the road, folks. That's why I said we got to go deeper than just the surface level stuff because it's so easy to be on the surface. So easy just to stay there. You know why? Because it's comfortable. You, you want to get uncomfortable? Get out of the boat. Walk on the water. That's where it's, that's where it's tough. So how do we do that? Let me, let me give you three things and we'll be done. Some very practical things that I think you need to do. Number one, take note. Take note. Maybe you need to start paying attention. Look at your life and start paying attention. What are some things that, that, that are around you that you need to be aware of that you need to begin to thank God for? So take, take note, take and pay attention around you. And number two, do this, take inventory. The old hymn says, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Maybe it's time that we say, you know what, God, I'm going to count my blessings. And we begin to count our blessings and name them one by one. I mean, literally name them. God, I'm thankful for Jesus who died and rose again and saved me. God, I'm thankful for my wife who loves me unconditionally for 33 years. Father, I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. And begin to name them one by one. And I'm thankful that even in the struggle of raising two not-headed little six-year-old girls, that God, you're still faithful. And that you give us strength when we think we're at the end of our rope. And you provide the resources we need to get through. It's amazing what God can do. And then thirdly, thirdly, take action. That's where we fail. We're good at writing and maybe paying attention, but we've got to take action. What do we mean? Well, let me ask you a question. Are you doing it continually? Uh, are Are you doing that verbally? Are you doing that obediently? Because that's what I mean by take action. Act on what you've learned. Do what God asks us to do. Let's pray together. Thank you for listening today. And remember, you can find more information about Pastor Mike and the church at our website, www.fbclp.life.